What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome to episode 131 of The Genius Life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavier, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods and The Genius Life. On this 131st episode of the show, I'm super excited to welcome back Amanda Meixner. Amanda is a wellness influencer. She is a food blogger. She is a meal prep queen, and she is a social media phenomenon. She is the brains and beauty behind the Instagram account Meow Mix. Uh, who many of you may follow. She's got just about a million and a half followers on that account where she posts everything from meal prep tips to recipes to uh, nutrition factoids to healthy swaps to ways that you can uh, bolster your relationship with food. Um, And she's just full of good vibes, great information and good energy. I had an amazing time chatting with her in my podcast studio. We talked about simple things that you can do at home that add up to big health wins. We talked about um, both of our favorite healthy snacks. We talked about diet culture. We talked about calorie counting so much. There's so much good stuff uh, over the next hour. I'm excited for you to listen to this conversation. And just as an FYI, you can watch the entirety of this interview on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Max Lugavere. This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. Paleo Valley make some of the best tasting beef sticks I've ever had in my entire life. When I'm craving a high protein, super satiating, super nourishing snack on the go, I am reaching for Paleo Valley beef sticks, which come in a number of super delicious flavors. My personal favorites right now, although I reserve the right to to change by the next episode. Um, I love their teriyaki, which is gluten-free. Um, as well as their original flavor, but they also make summer sausage varieties. They make a a garlicky flavored beef stick. Um, They're so good. I keep my house stocked with them at all times, and I throw them in my bag when I'm spending the day out of my house, and I know that I'm going to want some kind of high-protein snack to hold me over. They just nailed the flavor. They nailed the texture, and I couldn't be more psyched to have them sponsor the podcast because I only allow brands to sponsor the podcast that I genuinely um, use and enjoy. So if you'd like to try anything that Paleo Valley makes, um, which I recommend you do, head over to paleovalley.com slash max and you'll get to save 15% off paleovalley.com slash max save 15% off. And, uh, yeah, don't say I didn't tell you they were great. Just before recording this intro, I had a cup of four sigmatic lion's mane infused coffee. Four sigmatic is yet another sponsor of, uh, this episode of the show and four sigmatic. They really, painstakingly harvest some of the finest medicinal mushrooms that the world has to offer. In fact, I recently watched a documentary um, on medicinal, well, mushrooms in general called Fantastic Fungi that I highly recommend you guys check out, uh, which will give you a taste, no pun intended, of all of the different uh, benefits that mushrooms um, and the fungi kingdom in general have to offer. But needless to say, Four Sigmatic makes, uh, it's one of my favorite manufacturers of medicinal mushrooms. I'm a huge fan of their elixirs. I buy their uh, reishi and their lion's mane elixirs um, regularly. And then when I'm craving some caffeine, I will use their lion's mane infused coffee, which contains organic 
freeze-dried coffee, and of course that lion's mane mushroom, which according to some studies may have a cognition boosting effect in its own right. If you'd like to check out anything that Four Sigmatic has to offer, go to foursigmatic.com slash max or use promo code max and you'll get to save 10% off of your order. That's foursigmatic.com slash max or use promo code max and you'll get a whopping 10% off of your order. Just some things before we dive in, guys, please take a moment to leave a rating and review for the show on iTunes. I would very much appreciate that. Like this review written by Sandy Lundberg. She wrote, love, love, love this podcast. I spend my morning walkabouts listening to Max's podcast. Such a wide and informative selection of interviews. I learn something new with every episode. I appreciate the diversity of learning and even the mind expanding thoughts and further investigation each one offers. Thank you. Thanks to you and each of your guests for keeping my mind wide open. Well, Sandy, I have no doubt that you're going to love this episode of the show with Amanda. Amanda has been through a lot. She has uh, overcome an eating disorder and come out on the other side to become one of the most well-known influencers in the health and wellness space. So I'm pumped for you to get to know her. And I've got many, many more incredible episodes in the pipeline coming up. I do hope that you get to listen to each and every episode. And the number one way to do that is to make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. Also join my newsletter at maxlugavir.com. All you got to do is enter your first name and email address, and I'm going to send you a PDF guide to 12 supplements that you can use to potentially boost your brain function. Text the word genius to 310-299-9401 to join my text message community and subscribe on YouTube where many of my uh, upcoming episodes are going to be going up in their entirety in full video glory, baby. So yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. Now, without further ado, here is the one and only Amanda Meixner, aka Meow Mix on Instagram. Amanda Meixner. Hey, Max. Max in the house. So good to... You were like, I think the first guest on my podcast. I was one of the first guests. That was really fun. That was so fun. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, it's so good to have you back because like we're good friends. We were colleagues. We're collaborators. We talk all the time. Yeah. We always text about random things here and there. Random complaints. (laughs) Exactly. But you're one of like you're one of the best people in the space. And I think that a lot of my fans, followers, whatever, like, you know, are aware of your work. So uh, now that I have like the studio up and running, I was like, what a great opportunity to like bring her back onto the show. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. And it's amazing to watch your podcast grow. It's been phenomenal. It's been fun. And now you have your own podcast, right? Yes. Master Your Health Podcast. I'm trying I'm trying to take a page out of your book. I'm still working on it. We'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. You'll definitely get there. Um, so yeah, I guess for people who like are not, who are, you know, tuning in and finding out about you for the first time, like what kinds of, what, like, what do you focus on? On social media. Right. Well, obviously, I'm best known for my meal prep and nutrition content. You know that. Um, Some of the things I like to focus on is, you know, nutrition foundationals, healthy swaps is a big piece of my content. Um, And just like healthy recipes, meal prepping, making nutrition easy to understand. That's what I say. Yeah, I do overall. You're so good at it. (laughs) So are you, though? Well, you you were like massively uh, like inspiring to me back at the beginning when I first do, do you remember that, that yes meal we did that some, we, had? we did some shoots together too we did some shoots together yeah yeah but we had um we had lunch or something at Erewhon in LA and it was like we were just becoming friends and you said something to me that really resonated um you were like you know to grow a following like uh, the you said that the key really ultimately is being willing to experiment yes absolutely 
Um, it's definitely a little bit of trial and error. You're going to have hits and misses. You're going to have moments where you're going to be like, I messed up there. Um, and like we've discussed, you have to be not afraid to be at least a little controversial. You're a little more bold than me. I'm a little bit of a chicken, but I still <laughs> I have to remind myself because there are certain posts that I know that I do that are a little more controversial and I'll go to repost it and get nervous again. Like, oh, no. Um, but yeah, that's all part of the game or part of you know, the fun. Yeah. Like you have to be afraid to not, you can't be afraid to, um, you can't be afraid to lose, to lose followers or to piss people off. Um, if that's really what's guiding you, then you're not going to do anything innovative. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, like what's your goal? You're trying to help people. Maybe you're also trying to like make a statement, take a stance on certain things. Um, so you can't let that get in the way of helping people or, you know, saying the right thing. Yeah. What do you find that your followers are like most hungry for? No pun intended. Um, I definitely think the swaps like the like, you know, here's an easy, healthy swap or this, you know, you might not know this had a shit ton of sugar, all the like the hidden chemicals, ingredients, all that stuff. And also maybe just like pointing out different ways of looking at nutrition that you, you know, you might not think about. Um, like the other day I posted um, like, you know, there's no one right way to eat. And it was like three big meals versus um, three meals and a couple snacks and it was the same calories. It's like kind of like there's no one right way and you know different ways have different benefits and I know you promote certain styles that you think have a lot of benefits but it's not like you don't follow it like the Bible. You're not like everyone yeah. has to do intermittent fasting or whatever. Yeah. Oh, totally. I I mean, I I try to lead I try to show people like um like like ideal scenarios so that they're armed with knowledge but you know I, like I, even by my own standards, I'm not perfect. Right. You know. Right. And I don't. I don't try to be. I don't pre like pretend to be. Where's the fun in that, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think you've got to. You've got. And you talk about this all the time. Like you've got to have room for fun. You've got to have room yes. for like the planned indulgences. You know. It's so funny because I feel like people forget you have fun because you you go a little more hard because I mean I think you're coming from a great place. You're coming from like, hey, my mom had this disease. Like let's take this seriously. But then you're like. But I eat some Halo Top and I, you know, I have some fun here and there. Yeah. Um, but people do forget that sometimes because I also and I know you feel the same way. There's so many people out there pushing like just calories and all those unhealthy foods, like have as much as you want. So you kind of feel like you have to combat that. Yeah. So you get caught in the like showing all the healthy stuff, which is great. But every now and then I'm like, I do eat pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know what? I used to take, um, I used to take singing lessons. And when you're taking like lessons from somebody, when you're sitting with a teacher and you're taking lessons, it's their job to make sure that you are like learning the rules so that right. in your, in your performance or whatever, you know, like you can then break the rules, but in order to break the rules, you have to know the rules first. Yeah. And so as a nutrition quote unquote teacher, like on social media, I feel like it's my duty to like teach the rules, not to enable people's bad habits that they already have, that so many of us already have, right? That doesn't mean that you have to like live by the rules all the time, but I think it's important to know the rules. And I think it's a fallacy that to, to, to assume that people already know the rules. People don't know anything about nutrition generally. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, you know, I like to think of it as like principles, guidelines, rules, all those things. Um, but I totally agree. It's like, there's so much out there that people, I mean, people are still eating sugar for breakfast, like primarily sugar. And 
I don't know. I wish I wish America didn't have as big a problem as it does. I mean, I guess it's leaves us room to help teach people, but it also makes me sad to think that how many people are obese in this country. Yeah, so many people. You were talking about uh, controversial posts. What um what would you say are like the some of the most contra- some of the more controversial things that you post about? Um, well, I think you can definitely side with me on this, but meat any meat in general just seems to be super controversial. Even if it's just like, hey, look at the protein macros, like just <laughs> something about raw meat triggers a certain group of people, I feel like. Um, so those tend to be controversial. I actually took a page out of your book. I remember you compared Beyond Burger to the beef burger and just the insane amount of ingredients in these impossible Beyond Burgers. So I kind of took a page and I was like, okay, let me just add, like, what would a vegan eat that's healthy? Like a black bean burger. So I did, you know, the beef burger, the black bean burger, and then like the Beyond Burger. It's like, so like a a page of ingredients almost. Um, and just emphasizing like, hey, if, if you're vegan and you're doing it for ethical reasons, like, of course, like eat the beyond, but it's not healthy. Everyone yeah. preaching like, hey, it's meatless. So it's healthy. Like when I see I know you feel me like when I see the ads of like the plant based chicken nuggets and it's like, this is so much better for you. I'm like, it literally looks like chicken nuggets. I can't believe how processed this is. This isn't a healthy choice. It's just an option. You know, if you're doing vegan for ethical reasons. Oh, look, you can have a fun treat. But like those types of posts are controversial because I think the plant-based community gets really, you know, they're really adamant. <laughs> yes, it's it's so funny. And what I find is that people that when I whenever I make those comparisons, people that come in over to my page and 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 post usually with like vitriol and hate, usually those people aren't even following me. Like right. they they've come over from like the explore page or they're tracking hashtags or something. Yeah. Like I don't even know how it works, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the explore page. I know there's like but then everyone starts getting in fights with each other. So I just let that play out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it on your post. So yeah, those types of posts tend to be controversial. And then I do think because the anti diet movement is so strong, sometimes people get offended by comparisons like, hey, this is a not so healthy choice. This is a healthier choice. And even that is controversial, which is a little crazy to me. I know you're you're not about the like food. What do you call it? Food social jo- justice warriors. That's, <laughs> what, <laughs> that's what you call it. Like they, they're like policing the language you're using, which I try to be a little more cognizant. You're you're like I do not care, which I, like I respect. To go in. Yeah, I like you're to just twist the knife. You're just like, but you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna take off the words unhealthy and healthy or like new, less nutritious, more nutritious. Like it's not not all food is the same. It's not all created equal. Yeah. Um. So those do tend to be controversial too. Talk talk to me about like this the anti diet culture. Like what even what what would you say is diet culture and what has been the pushback on social media to that culture? Well, I think there's been I would say there's been some good stuff out of the anti diet culture. Right, getting rid of the dogma of like you have to stick to one diet for the rest of your life. Um, you know, a lot of these crappy products like the Fit Tea, hmm. all those those BS products, pushing back on that. I think that's great. But then the anti-diet movement goes so far, I feel like, you know, not everyone, you know, there's different styles, but they go so far to say is losing weight is unhealthy. I'm like, when did losing weight become unhealthy? Or when did making nutritious choices and like, you know, being proactive about that and pointing out what are less new, that's healthy. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, let's not take it too far the other way where we can no longer give out helpful health advice, right? Yeah, so important. I agree. Like, uh, 
I think it's important to be able to separate making statements about empirical like facts, like, you know, being overweight generally, you know, being and especially being obese is just generally not healthy. Yes, there are there's a minority of people who can be like overweight and metabolically healthy. But that's like the exception. That's not the rule. Right. So to promote the principles like that, that you promote, I think is just it's so important. No, that's a good point. And like um, it's it's just like we don't have to judge each other. Like we're, I'm not judging you because of your choices, but in terms of like what's healthy and promoting health and talking about how being super overweight can be unhealthy, you know, that's an important conversation to have. And I'm not, but I'm not going to go out there and like single out certain people. Of like course. that's terrible. I'm not for like bullying, shaming, shaming. No way. Yeah. yeah. But having like being able to have that real open conversation of, you know, what the statistics say and what it says in the studies, I think is important. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, you do a lot of like, uh, like, like food comparisons and talking about like food, um, like for, for like volume, you know, yes. like, like looking at calories and then talking about how some, some food groups are like more calorie dense than others. That's like a really important, I think, distinction to make for people. Absolutely. It's kind of funny because I posted like a 1600 calorie day the other day and everyone was like, that does not look like 1600 calories. Like it looks like a lot more. And I'm like, there's a couple of different hacks to that. Well, first of all, using smaller plates <laughs> straight up, like just because I mean, when you get a big plate and you're not like filling it full of food because you're trying to do smaller portions, it's going to feel small. Right. But then to your point about the filling foods is the low calorie vegetables and even like low sugar fruits and all that. Adding a ton of those to your day can essentially make you feel like you're eating more like the whole saying eat more, weigh less, right? You're still mm. going to end up eating less calories. But if you choose whole foods, you know, you're very like, watch out for those hyper palatable foods. Like if you choose less of those and more of the whole foods, vegetables, protein, you're going to have a lot more volume in your day. And it's, you know, it's going to feel better, easier to lose weight. Yeah. So like, so walk me through like what a day of eating looks like for Meow Mix. Meow Mix? Yeah. Um, super healthy. <laughs> so normally I start my day off with, I like starting my day off with like eggs. Sometimes it's like a cheesy egg scramble. You know, I have some fun, some cheese. Yum, of I'm course. not afraid of dairy. Um, and then I'll do either a matcha, like almond milk latte, or I'll do like a bulletproof coffee, maybe not like a lot of butter, coconut, like a little bit of coconut oil. Hmm. Then for a snack, I'll, t- I'll typically have maybe some fruit post-workout with a whey protein shake. Then lunch, I like to do a really big salad, like a fat salad for lunch yes. um, with some um, like, you know, grass-fed beef or some pasture-raised chicken. Then I do love my rice cakes sometimes. I'm like still into that. So I'll do a rice cake with nut butter and like mashed up raspberry. So instead of jam, you know, which has so much sugar, you can just Mm. mash up fruit. One of my favorite hacks. I know you see me do it a lot. Yeah. So I'll do that. And then dinner, typically maybe like grass-fed steak with broccoli or asparagus. And then sometimes I'll do a starch like potatoes. I'm not afraid of potatoes, sweet potatoes. And then at the end of the night, maybe another chocolate protein shake or strawberries with dark chocolate. Um, also have some nuts somewhere in the day. So that's basically what I do. Yeah. Pretty healthy. Lots of vegetables. I'll do vegetables at every meal, including breakfast. Like usually have some bell peppers or, you know, every single meal trying to have colorful vegetables. Yeah, I like that. And you prioritize it's like you have protein shakes, too. Yes. That's part of your. Like- I love protein shakes. I mean, it's a great way to get a chocolatey snack. You know what I mean? And then just it's hard to get an, all your protein macros if you're trying to eat a higher protein diet when you're active. 
Yeah. What are some of your go-to meals? I'm actually kind of curious. Oh man, what a good question. <laughs> I well, I'll just tell you like today I had uh, I started the day so I broke my fast. My breakfast was I had like a taco bowl. I made Ooh. Yeah, I I made um I took 100% uh grass-fed ground beef. <clears throat> And I seasoned it with uh, Siete's spicy oh. uh, taco mix. Have you had that? I, I haven't had that. I love their chips, though. Their yeah. chips are fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Siete. Siete Foods. No affiliation, but they make like great uh, gluten-free, grain-free stuff. Right? Yeah. It's the, they have great tortillas, too. Yeah. So good. Um, pretty easy to find in L.A. And just generally, I think like Whole Foods probably around the around the country. Yeah, Whole Foods. Well, Erwan is only in L.A., right? Yeah, Erwan's only in L.A. I would imagine that Siete <laughs> is now at this point a little bit more ubiquitous. Yeah, but, you know, like they're pretty in, popular. In, in yeah, other supermarkets. if it's in Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I seasoned it with like with their spicy taco seasoning, which was amazing. And then I used uh, I bought some guacamole from Trader Joe's. Uh, Trader Jose's guacamole, which is uh, really, really tasty. Um, and then I bought also some uh, lactose-free sour cream. So sometimes I'll use like actual sour cream. Yeah. And then other times I'll use like a uh, dairy-free sour cream. Are you more sensitive to dairy? Uh, I'm actually not. I'm not sensitive to dairy at all. But um, But I just generally – dairy is in one of those categories for me that – like I just try to eat it in moderation. Yeah. Like it's not something I don't make the recommendation. Like you don't need dairy. Like right. you know, like the dietary guidelines are like you need dairy. <laughs> you know, you don't need dairy. You do not. <laughs> yeah, you don't need dairy. There are some like interesting micronutrients in dairy. Um, you Especially know. like fermented kind, right? Like yogurt and yeah. cheese and like higher quality. Trying to get from grass fed cows would be a little bit better. Yeah, there's very little lactose in like hard hard cheeses and things like that. Um, also like low fat or fat free Greek yogurt is something that, uh, maybe like if you would have asked me about two years ago, I would have said, um, you know, avoid it or only eat full fat, but it's actually a great protein source. Yep. You know, especially if you're trying to lose weight, sometimes it can help you get your protein in and not have too much fat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, 80 calories for a cup and it's 18 grams of protein. That's amazing. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's dope. So. Um, and then you get like vitamin K2, you you know, CLA maybe a little bit, which, you know. And, nerding and out over here. <laughs> nerding out over here. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I just think it's like good to maybe incorporate dairy sometimes if you're not sensitive to it. But it's not it's not something that you like need. Right. Well, and for some people it can cause bloating, acne, all that. Like what, like 60% of the population is lactose intolerant. But yeah, it's like nice to get those other choices that are pretty low lactose, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you do dairy? Do you do dairy like I do dairy. Regularly? I mean, I'm re-addicted to cheese. It is kind of addicting. So like I understand not doing too much in your diet because <laughs> it's it can be hard to control the portion if you have the right cheese. Like I found this raw dairy cheese at Whole Foods and I'm like, this is too good. I can only get it like once a week because I eat too much. I'm like, this is I'm, I'm eating way too many of my calories and cheese because mm. it tastes so good. But yeah, I, I don't notice that. Um, you know, I do notice if I eat way too much, I think I start to break out a little bit more. But mm. if I have a little bit, it's not too much of a problem. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do some of that. I also threw uh, in my taco bowl today some salsa, some hot sauce. And that's what I that's what I had. That's like that's a that's a great meal for me. Is that all you had today? That's all I've had so far. Oh, no. I've had a little bit of dark chocolate. Nice. I've dark. had a little bit of dark chocolate. I'm drinking right now a decaf iced coffee Ooh. Um, without, you know, with no sugar. And, uh, and yeah, I try, I try to eat like two meals a day, 
you know, I try to like not snack that much, but yeah. due to, due to, and you probably feel the same way, like due to COVID and the quarantine and, and, you know, stuff like I'm just spending more time in close proximity to my kitchen. So I've been snacking more. Yep. Um, so I just try to make sure that I've got healthy snacks available to me. Yep. Tons of fruit or like vegetables or yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, what are your go-to snacks? Go-to snacks. I enjoy... So like, you know, low fat uh, or fat free Greek yogurt, I think is good. Yep. Um, it's also interesting if it's if it's fat free, I don't really it doesn't necessarily have to be grass fed. Yeah. Because like grass fed really dictates like the quality of the fat. And if you're going for fat free, then it's not a huge deal. That's a good point. It's yeah. also still not super easy to find. I will say that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's cheap. It's a great protein source. I'll do like a protein shake occasionally, dark chocolate, beef jerky. Um, I started working with a company, Paleo Valley. They make these beef sticks. Oh. Have you tried Paleo Valley? I need to try it. No, I haven't tried it. They're so good. I know. I'm going on a road trip soon, so maybe I'll find some of that at the store. They're so good. Paleo Valley beef sticks. They're they're awesome. I'll take like I'll take like a dozen of them with me like on a road trip and I'll just like yeah, just plow through those. Um what else is there? Well, uh, you probably don't snack that much, so those are kind of like your go-tos. <laughs> Have you tried? Okay, so they're I think they're I think the the they're like water lily seeds. Have no. you heard of water lily seeds? No. There's a brand. It's called like Asha Pops. Okay. Um, there's like a few brands out there. I have no wow. like. Wow. Are they really good? They're super tasty, and they're and I know that you're all about the volume. They're like a high volume. Ooh, yes. Snack. Yes, I know. I want to just eat as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> What are some other, I mean, you probably know, like, what are some other high volume, like, epic snacks to keep around? Oh, I mean, no, I mean, I love some of the OG ones, like carrots and hummus, especially if you mm. find a good, like, clean hummus, because a lot of those have those inflammatory oil, oils, so make it yourself or try to find a better one. Uh, protein shakes, you know, even cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> I love cucumber. It's super Same. refreshing. Um, yeah, dark chocolate and berries, all that stuff, you know. I do the rice cake. Sometimes I'll do Ezekiel toast. I like Ezekiel bread. Yeah. If I don't mind a little bit of gluten. Yeah, gluten I would put in the same in the same category of like probably better to minimize it. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't have it every day. Yeah. That's that's super interesting. So, and then you're also like we were talking about meat and eggs and things like that. You're like unapologetic about like you you eat meat, you eat eggs. I mean, not as unapologetic as you, <laughs> but yes, I'm I, I'm all about it. I think if they're a great source of nutrients, you know, obviously if you can go for grass fed, pasture raised, but to hit your protein macros like and not have a lot of carbs and fat definitely makes it much easier. And like I said, so many nutrients and you can get the best of both worlds, right? You don't have to give up vegetables. Like you can eat vegetables and get the meat and eggs. You know, I know there's like the battle of like carnivore versus vegan. I'm just going to stand here in the center. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, yeah, that's what I choose to do as well. What do you think of Dr. Mark Hyman's vegan? Like, do you appreciate that to a certain level? Um, yeah, I mean, full disclosure, Mark Hyman's a friend. I love Mark. Um, brilliant, brilliant guy. I, the one, I generally agree with it. The one area where I would take, you know, issue is that he talks about meat, you know, on the plate as being, he says that you should have meat as if it's a condiment. He calls it condiment. Yes. He know? does call it that. Which is, which is cute, but I, I, I disagree with that. I think that meat you can have more than that. You can yeah. have more than, a, you know, meat, yep. meat is, you know, when we're talking about like grass fed, properly raised meat yeah i think it's totally healthy and to me i mean it should be half like half the plate 
You know, I know. I love. I love. I mean, it's just a great. It's filling. You know, it helps keep your weight down. All those things. And I love the push towards regenerative farming. Obviously, I'm really excited to see that. Hopefully, take over more of the market in the future. I know you're all about that too. Yeah. Totally. It's important. I mean, the way that we raise our, the way that we treat, I, there was a, I forget who said it, but I think that the way that we treat our animals really speaks volumes about how well functioning we are just as a society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes me sad that we like, why do we have to treat them like garbage? And then it's not, it's not good for us to, even if you're looking at it from a purely selfish standpoint, like health wise, it's not good for them to get no sunshine to eat this crappy diet. What was that? There was like super controversial over um, like this feed lot, like the truck tipped over and had a bunch of candy in it to go to. A, do you remember that? Skittles. Yeah. Wild. Insane. But, you know, I, I think there's, you know, there is a more ethical way to raise animals and have them like live a good life and not torture them in these small cages. I agree. A thousand percent. Yeah. You can totally be an ethical meat eater. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. I know you you partnered with another regenerative farming brand before. Belcampo. Yes. Yeah. I've seen you go to their farms. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, I gotta be honest, at first I was very reluctant to work with meat brands because I didn't want what I didn't want to happen was for people to say that my um perspective on meat was clouded by financial interest right you know but you've always been that way before you had those partnerships exactly yep to be fair so yeah and i like to help them grow and i also have to make a living yeah yeah um as as we all do like we don't i don't see patients or anything like that like i'm not a healthcare provider um so it just to me the partnership made perfect sense like working working with these companies like i like to promote um you know, I like to promote better meat because it's going to increase demand for it. Yeah. And it's going to help increase accessibility to better meat. And it's going to show, I mean, maybe this is a more naive perspective, but I think that it's going to show um, the industrial food complex at large that there's a demand, you know, that they have to start doing things differently. No, I think as the demand goes up, then yeah, more and more products will be available, you know, and it's great to kind of have this ecosystem that's a lot more in sync with mother nature right a lot better for the environment all of that so i'm excited hopefully more regenerative farms keep pop- popping up yeah do you are you a big f- seafood fan i feel like you don't i do post that much yeah i don't post a lot because when you meal prep because i would show a lot of meal prep food right and meal prepping seafood like you you have to pretty much cook that fresh or it lasts like about three days so i usually yeah i usually would make it on the weekend but i love wild caught salmon you know wild shrimp especially you got to have the right sauce because sometimes you get a little fishy <laughs> but like cajun shrimp i mean i think it's super important obviously the omega-3s like it's great to take an omega-3 but also eating the fish and all the seafood so i'm a huge fan you just you can't meal prep it <laughs> you can't meal prep it you are the meal prep queen why so what like t- talk to me about meal prepping why is meal prepping so useful like what you know well i that started for me when i started working you know now now i work for myself which is nice but when i started working nine to five five days a week i'm like i want to eat healthy i want to save money and i want to have full control over my food what other way can you do that unless you meal prep because you can't, i mean you can't cook at work right mm. so that was meal prepping for me and then you know there's so many hacks and if you're super busy like even now i think i basically meal prep my lunches for the week so mm. 
that's ready to go. It's like portioned out because sometimes, you know, you know, when you make food on the fly and, and you don't, you're just like, oh, I just made some meat. I have barely any vegetables. Like this is not a quality meal. So I do like planning that ahead of time. You know, I'm the, I'm a huge fan of salad jars. Yeah. <laughs> you're the salad, you are the salad jar queen as well. It's so funny because everyone gets confused because they think they're like, oh, how can you get out of the jar? It's like, purely just for storage so your salad isn't soggy and then you have to eat it on the plate but every time i reshare that tip people are like whoa <laughs> well yeah i'll never forget when you shared with me how to do a salad jar you keep the wet ingredients on the bottom the wetter yep. the ingredient the lower in the jar yep. goes yep and then the lettuce at the top super crisp i say no more soggy salads <laughs> no more <laughs> that's my campaign <laughs> that's so funny so every so literally every sunday like if you were to be like where's amanda you're in your kitchen meal prepping yeah Yep. Now, like I used to do dinners too and stuff when I had a busier schedule, but now, you know, with COVID, we're at home, we don't have many plans. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to meal prep my lunches for the week, cook some breakfast fresh and cook dinner, you know, with my husband. It's a good experience, but super, you know, even just meal prepping, yeah, lunches, meal prepping snacks, whatever your busiest part of the day where you maybe find yourself, you know, going for that unhealthy choice you know try to make it so there's you have no excuse you're like i don't want to waste the food in the fridge right yeah do you ever feel like uh i don't know do you ever feel like you miss the excitement of like not necessarily knowing what you're gonna have for lunch <laughs> no <laughs> well you know you have the weekend like the weekend you have fun yeah. um and you know every now and then maybe i do something more exciting but yeah you know i'm a little type a yeah i like it what has your workout regimen been like since oh, well. this all began. Listen, working out from home can be difficult some days, right? Sometimes I'm like, I'm half-assing this way too much. Um, but just a lot of, I still incorporate a lot of weight training, making sure I'm actually getting in more cardio because you know all the errands you used to run? Yeah. Um, Like that would add, you know, you would walking around more and all that. So I'm like, okay, I need to run. I need to make sure I'm walking around my neighborhood. But a lot, of, I still do a lot of weight training. Have you been, you've been boxing a lot, right? I've been boxing. Yeah, I started boxing. I got a boxing bag. Um, I've been, uh, you, I have like my own set of heavy ropes that I've been really enjoying. I've got one kettlebell, one heavy pair of kettlebells. Rope. So it's it's heavier than the normal rope? Basically. No, they're like, they're just like thick ropes. They're okay. like, yeah, whatever they're, whatever they're called, battle ropes. Oh, battle ropes. Yeah. Yes, that's hard. So like you put them around something and you just like, you know, fling them up and down. Yeah. That's exhausting. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, the gyms were open for like a week and uh, not a week, like a month and a half. Two I know. Months. I'm so bummed. I, I love the gym and classes so much. I literally braved, I could say brave, but I went to hot yoga. I had to wear a mask and gloves and I was like, I don't care. I'm so happy to be here. I did hot yoga and gloves. Do you know how crazy that is? Wait, the gloves. I mean, that's like one thing, but you did it in a mask? Both. Both. Yes. Damn. Full on. But I was like, I just want to be here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so happy. And then when they closed it back down, I was like, darn. Yeah, I mean, L.A. is super what population dense. So yeah. it makes it a little more difficult. I do miss the gym. How do you find like the motivation to do those home workouts? This is a question that I get asked a lot. Well, one, I feel like having a zone set up, right, is a little bit helpful. Like, OK, I'm going to dedicate this area most more so to the gym if you can do that or like maybe one or two activities so that's helpful maybe getting a couple pieces of equipment because i don't know there's something even though you can do fake jump rope you can do like there's something about having the equipment that's helpful um i will say i probably have a little less motivation than usual but those things kind of help me and just knowing reminding myself i feel so much better throughout yeah. the day i'm like 
I, even if it's not as good as my gym workout, just do it. Just just get started. If it's not as good, that's okay. You know, and then obviously videos can help like YouTube or something if you really don't have, you know, a schedule planned. Yeah. You're you you and your husband, Chris, you guys are like a fit couple. He motivates me though. He's <laughs> committed to fitness. I'm just like, okay, I want to feel good. He's like, okay, I'm going to work out intensely. I want to be sweating. I can't lose my strength. I'm like, okay, I need to get on your level. So it definitely helps me to like see him do it. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, let's record a workout for my story. So, you know, you'll push me and I'll be motivated within that. But I don't know, his level of commitment, I'm, I'm, I wish I had that someday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because you guys are like, uh, you know, like it, it's just interesting because fitness is obviously health and fitness and nutrition are such a big part of your lives. Right. Because feeling good is so important. And yeah. like, I mean, being optimized for work, being able to sit here and, and not get tired. There's no air conditioning. I'm probably sweating a little right now. You don't but, look it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just it's so important to me. It's it makes me feel good. And there's so many health benefits. And even like thinking about some of the ones you talk about for the brain like that, you know, you just got to have a list of reasons why you're doing that. Because when you know what? I don't care about how I look today. Well, I still want to feel good. You know what I mean? That's what really I feel like drives you. And it does. It is nice having a partner that definitely helps you along with your journey. It's so important. I don't have a partner, but I have a like I have a cat. And when I go outside and I do <laughs> I do push ups, she comes over and she like will rub her face and her tail in my face. And then sometimes she'll get underneath me, making it impossible to do push ups. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm doing a plank now. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't do push-ups with her underneath me, obviously. You guys have a special bond, don't you? We do, yeah. I'm pretty sure you. I saw you biting her ear today on your stomach. I'll, I'll bite her ear. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get a cat, though. I need to. I don't know how I don't have one. She's like my little daughter, you know. It's really cute. Yeah. She's like my little four-legged fur daughter. I don't feel any differently about her, you know. I mean, I don't have a daughter, but um, but yeah, I love her just as much. Yeah. Um, she just can't talk. That's it. You know, she's right. like my mute little furball. <laughs> you know what's been helping me during quarantine though is is what you one thing you love is the sauna. Hmm. So we have the portable sauna. It's hideous. It's like this <laughs> orange box. But you know what I mean? I, we don't have room for like you have the big one. But also for anyone listening, you know, that's it's just a cheaper option if you can't afford the full sauna. I mean, eventually I'll get one though. It's super worth the investment, but um, I also, you know, I think it's similar. You get like similar benefits to working out almost from the sauna. So yeah, I know, I know you're obsessed. How often do you do your sauna? Minimum once a week. I know I should do it more, but I do at least once a week. I'll try to do it two to three times. And it's like literally one of those bags, right? Yeah. It's like in your head's out. It's a box. It's and so you, funny. You can like, you can have your arms out if you want. So you do have to stay in it like a little bit longer. Like I think probably how long are you in your sauna like 20 minutes no i, I stay in mine way longer because i just oh, really because I, I love it yeah what temperature are you at um i try to get it up to like 190 to two almost 200 it depends though my sauna <laughs> oh man it's like it's a it's a point of frustration for me because it's like it's wood and it's outside and so there's like little micro cracks in the wood and so oh. on, a, on a windy day like wind is able to get in and it doesn't let it get as hot as I want it to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how long do you, are you typically in your sauna? It's, it's, by the way, it sounds so bad to be complaining like about 
Oh, no. It's, I know. mean, you're being real in terms of, I mean, the temperature. That's what the sauna is about is getting yeah. it to the right yeah. temperature. And I love it. And it's a privilege to, ha to have it. But yeah, um, I like it really hot. I like it to be like Russian. Like I was Finnish in a past life, I think. Like, oh, I like how it. many days a week are you doing? You must. You must. I, oh, my God. I don't even want to do it with you because you'd be like, <laughs> you're such a punk. I'd get out like so quickly. I go in and I get it so hot that I have to wear this like wool sauna hat. Like it's a it's a it's a wool sauna hat that basically keeps your head from frying. It's that hot. That's insane. Yeah, you're on another level with the sauna. Nice yeah, little. I think I just do about 45 minutes with my heads out. So I'm assuming if it were you, you'd probably do an hour and a half in the sauna. Cause try not maybe not an hour and a half. I'll do like 45 to 50 minutes. No, but if, I'm what I'm saying. If you're doing that in your sauna with uh, your head in and it's much hotter, I can only imagine if you had my sauna. It'd uh, probably be because it's cooler. Well, yeah. your head is out, right? right? So, oh, yeah. So you're not getting, I mean, I will say you're obviously not getting the full, full benefit, but so much better than nothing, you know, obviously. Yeah. So when you're done, is it literally just a big bag of Amanda sweat? Like, is that? So we actually wear clothes in it. So the clothes soak up your sweat. So you, the sauna isn't like soaking with everything. Hmm. So I think that helps a little bit. Plus it helps it make, make it a little bit hotter, which is the goal. Yeah. I have a hard time sweating, which... I guess is a good problem. Hmm. I mean, but that's why I need the sauna because when I work out, I barely sweat. Interesting. It's like a little glisten. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not detoxifying. I'm not getting the benefits. <laughs> Interesting. I'm not a big sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm similar. Well, um, that's why you love the sauna. Somebody, uh, what was his name? There was a researcher that I had on my podcast who said that you, if you go into a sauna, or you like begin exercise and you're even mildly dehydrated, you're you're going to be less likely to sweat because your body's just oh. holding onto liquid. So he was like, you should actually drink more water before those events. Yep. Well, it makes sense because I mean, I feel like once you're dehydrated, it's even harder to get out of being dehydrated. And then maybe you get a mild headache, all that stuff too. Yeah. What about, so in your workouts, are you, um, you know, do you focus on resistance training? Or yeah. It, yeah. Well, like lots of weight training. I, you know, I came from the old mindset of cardio bunny. I used to think cardio was the way, was the best for you. And then after like looking into all the research and, and just also noticing for myself, body composition wise, weight training was the best. It also like helps regulate your hunger levels, right? If you do too much cardio, you're, you're starving and it can be hard to control. But like weight training, you don't really see that effect. So I've become fully addicted to iron, you know, a little bit kind of bodybuilding style sometimes, you know, high rep range. But yeah, I, I love it. Like, ladies, don't be afraid to lift weights, you know, and I and I go pretty heavy and I still I don't have bulky arms, though. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you've got like slender. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have bulky arms. Do Are you still do some weight training or? I'm going to try to I like I love it. That's my preferred means of working out. But I can't now because I don't have access to a gym and I don't have weights. Really. Well, it's kind of annoying because, yeah, I've gotten requests like, hey, what set of dumbbells do you have? But they're so hard to get during quarantine with the demand. Yeah. But the adjustable dumbbells are awesome for at home because you got the wide range and they don't take up as much space. Is that what you guys have? Yeah, we have, like Chris has up to 70 or something. Wow. And then I have like, it has like 15, 20, 25, 30 or something like that. Like wow. A bunch of, well, my friend let me borrow her barbell because she's away and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Now I just need a squat rack. I missed the squat rack. Oh, damn. You put that in your house. <laughs> I know. Have nowhere to move. Like, <laughs> I know. If you had a squat rack, you'd be all set here. You have your studio. You got your sauna. Like, I'd be all set. 
Um, how did you get into uh, to health and fitness initially? I mean, I, I, I know the story, but for listeners who, you know, are unfamiliar. Well, so it kind of started when I started working at Beachbody, which was a fitness company, and I was meal prepping for work. So I started sharing that my meal preps for the week on the side. Um, it was just for fun. And then I started sharing nutrition graphics because people kept asking me, like, why are you choosing these types of food? You know, what are the swaps? And so when I started sharing that, I realized it's not just about what I'm I'm doing. Like people want to be educated in nutrition and there's kind of this hole here and, you know, there's no one there to really like break down the science in an easy visual way to understand. So that kind of really motivated me to see that opportunity. And I really wanted to help people. And I was like, this is becoming bigger than my maiden work. I was like, this is you know, I want to be there for people. And then obviously we've talked about this before, but I had an eating disorder going into high school. So I really wanted to share with women, like there's a healthy way to lose weight and it doesn't involve starving yourself. In fact, going down that path is super unhealthy, um, can cause a lot of problems. I've been there. So that's a very foundational part of my message. Yeah. I love that. The eating disorders are common. Right. Yep. I know it's so interesting because I do feel like sometimes, you know, when you put calories or share swaps, people are like, hey, this is not helpful for me. And during, you know, which I totally get if you're in the midst of your eating disorder, like maybe you don't want to follow health pages because you need to take a break from that obsessive mindset. But for me, like if I would have been educated, I felt like if I would have been educated on what actually are healthy choices, like it. Obviously, the whole sentiment, eat less, exercise more on paper, somewhat right, but also that can be super unhealthy. And I and I was focused too much on eating less and not on the quality of the food, which is why I appreciate your message so much, because I feel like that piece is really missing in different areas of life. So I think really, you know, driving people in that direction is super helpful and hopefully will mitigate some of the things that I went through. Well said. Yeah. I mean, and, and on the quality, uh, you know, tip, it's important to, I think, for people to realize that what you eat determines how much you eat. So if you don't want to become obsessed with like calorie counting and portion control and things like that, which I think are pretty unnatural. like Right. Well, to do it all the time. Right. Like, I think if you are going to do it, it's supposed to be for a period of time. You know, even I've had friends who've done it for just a week and been like, okay, like now I understand where the holes are. I'm going to stop tracking. I know what changes I need to make and thinking about the types of food I'm eating. Um, but yeah, I think you can get you can get caught in an unhealthy mindset if you're overly focused on that. Like I've had female friends and they told me when they were younger trying to lose weight, um, a little bit less now with the internet, there is more access to this type of information. They said they would buy the frozen dinners and meals because it was the only thing with the calories on it versus like whole foods, right? There's no calories on that. So they couldn't, you know, now we have my fitness pal and all that. So I do think people are probably a little more educated in that zone, but that's crazy to me. Like, okay, I'm only picking foods where I can see the calories on the package. You're not going to end up in a good place. Definitely not. Isn't that, didn't, wait, didn't you do that for a while? You said that you like only at first started eating like processed packaged foods. I think, yeah, maybe for a period of time. Or I mean, I was just at one point I was eating like so little. It was sad. But wow. I also I also like what you say. What is it like? Um, oh, if you eat too much of chips, processed food, moral moral failure. Yes. No, you no. know, correct. Those those foods are meant to be over consumed. Right? right. 
Um, and it's not that you can have maybe some fun foods in your in your house, but if it's a trigger for you, maybe just, you know, go out and get that with a friend or something. Like, don't keep, I don't know, if I kept too much food and like junkish food in my house, I would not be able to resist and be, it'd be too much. <laughs> yeah. I've, I discovered recently a, um, a brand of paleo approved in air quotes, uh, pretzels. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ooh. They're, um, grain free pretzels. Okay. Like hard, like pretzel, like, uh, yeah, they're not like soft. They're hard. They come in a bag okay. by a brand called Quinn's and they're amazing. Like wow. they're so good. They're so crunchy. And I literally, like I do a thing my brother makes fun of me. He calls it whole bagging. Like <laughs> when you down the whole bag. When you down the whole, whole bag. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm transparent about like, you know, the, how food affects me. I bring I buy those and I, I'll eat the whole bag. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how even like the healthier versions of things can have the similar, like, you know, overconsumption. I will say there's there's certain healthier items, like lightly processed or i don't know i guess you could be the judge of that yeah that i i find that i don't really overconsume. like actually siete chips for me i like they taste good versus like a super salty like they're just lightly salty like super salty yeah i'll eat way more so you know it's kind of find those trigger points for you and maybe yeah don't keep that yeah. many bags of yeah i mean i do i do it regularly but um but you're right yeah they're they're better for you than i think like your usual like wheat you know like bleached wheat flour based yeah um pretzels and things like that yeah i think you were one of the first people to teach me a little bit more about the wheat flour you know and then looking at the research on that like just how that that's just way less nutritious that's why obviously almond flour coconut flour can be a better choice for baking or in some of those other items because you know, there's a lot more nutrients in the coconut and almond plant versus the wheat plant, which I think is a great point. Yeah, totally agree. And wheat can be problematic for people. You know, gluten yep. is one of the most common allergens. Yeah. Um, well, plus I heard the way, you know, we process gluten in the U.S. is not, well, I guess it's usually sprayed more than in Europe. So there's also that problem because I've had friends who go to Europe and they're like, you know what? I ate the gluten there and I I felt better. Like I didn't feel quite like some of the gluten choices in yeah. America, which is interesting. So what year did you start like really engaging with Instagram? Because right now, I mean, you have like a million and a half followers at least. Like you're one of the top like nutrition profiles oh, on Instagram. Oh, wow. That's a little nice. <laughs> no, it's true though. Like you're, and you're one of the best, I think. Like there's a lot of people, you know, with big like followings in the nutrition fitness space on Instagram. And I don't, I don't really follow any of them because I would, it would, I would just get too triggered. I feel like. Oh you yeah, know? you you don't have a lot of room for BS. <laughs> no. Like, and then you'll start commenting on it. I've seen you get in battles with people, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, you never do that though. <laughs> no, I have respect to you though. You're standing up for what you believe yes. in. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a little chicken, but no, I appreciate that. Probably like three to four years ago is when I really hunkered down. You know, I think I've been working for myself for only a year or so. It's amazing. Um, it's great. No, it's been, it's been great to really just go all in on your dream. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to help people. So yeah. it's a good feeling. And does your husband now work with you or does he still do his own stuff? Yes. Or? Yes. We work together, which is great. Like I said, we do the podcast together. You know, we try to keep it a certain level of separation so we don't step on each other's toes um but that's been really fun that's awesome yeah that's the dream like family business right are you are you gonna get involved like are you gonna pull your family into this that's it's funny that you ask i've been i'm i'm always me and my fam my brothers we're always trying to think of like ways that we can work together because they're they have um corporate jobs 
Yeah. And uh, which th- you can learn a lot, obviously. Yeah, they're good at what they do. They they love their jobs, but they, you know, I think it's like if you were to ask anybody if they'd rather like work for somebody else or have their own thing, right? The preference, I think, generally would be like, yeah, to have your own thing. So we're always trying to think about ways to to like team up because we all have uh, complementary but like distinct strengths. Okay. Um, so are you making it happen? I'm tr- I'm trying to think of something that we can do. Yeah. Okay. We're, we, we have nothing. On the table yet. On the table yet. <laughs> no, it's it's hard to, you know, you got to figure it out the proper way. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. But that's great. That's awesome that you have that. Yeah. No, like health and fitness and business. It's always in my dream. I remember I had friends who had it and I was like, okay, I want to make this happen. It's awesome. So what's what's next for you? Like what are you, you've got your Instagram up and running. You've got your podcast, which is great. And then you're always promoting your um, your eBooks. Yep. Well, I'm, we're going to come out with a new ebook that's going to be a little more comprehensive than my 101 Healthy Snacks ebook. So I'm really excited about that because obviously I have a ton of like nutrition principles and swaps. So I really want to compile that all into one ebook. Um, but I'm also having a lot of fun on TikTok. I'm having a blast. <laughs> so you started using TikTok? I've started. I'm totally hooked. Oh, man. I've had a couple of videos hit like a million or two million views. Just literally what I eat in a day, which is funny. Wow. Um. So I'm having fun over there. And then, I don't know, just figuring out how I can do smart partnerships or reach more people and really just hone in on, you know, why are people struggling to get healthy and lose weight? And, you know, we know the information, the principles, but how can we really help people change, like put that into habits, right? That's the hard part. That's what I'm trying to figure out more and more every day. Man, any any insights that you can share? I think, well, like, you know, learning about habit change of also maybe sometimes we aim too high and try to, you know, 360 our diet, which does work for some people. Absolutely. Like some people like to just go all in from the start. But for other people, I do feel like it's making small changes like a five minute workout or just changing breakfast. So starting starting small is really where I'm at. Um, but I am still learning more. Yeah, you do such a good job on social media it's really commendable like it's awesome hey well thank you for this podcast this is one of my favorites oh man and i love that you actually um don't just talk about health and fitness like i love when you bring on like just more like psychology um you know and like what's it like to be in the online space and deal with all these different issues i think it's it's cool it's cool to see that woven into health and fitness and nutrition yeah i mean it's obviously like it's Health, nutrition, fitness, they're my number one or, you know, one, two and three passions. But, um, but you know, they're not all that I'm, that's not all that I'm passionate about. Like, right. There's a lot more, I think, to me and to my life. And so I'm hoping that with the genius life, with the podcast that I can sort of like broaden out and that my audience will stay with me, you know, for the journey. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, like I'm just, I'm trying to figure this all out like everybody else's. I mean, we live in such a weird time. Yeah, I, I feel like the internet age, right? We were almost not ready for it and, and it's here and it has so many wonderful, beautiful benefits. You know, we're reaping some of those benefits too, but there's also other consequences and things that maybe we need to shift. So, and you're very vocal about that. So I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, we're just, we're like being inundated with information today and, yeah. and we're being exposed to the world like on an instantaneous basis. And it's our, crazy. We haven't evolved. Like our brains have not, we didn't evolve to think in real time about what's going on, like both in our local communities and what's happening on the other side of the planet. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. 
and and just this like feedback loop and being exposed to people on social media from everywhere, you know, right. like that and the, and the kind of like, you know, you get there's like there's obviously an amazing upside to it. But then, you know, if you post something that doesn't doesn't resonate with somebody halfway around the world and they leave a nasty comment on your thing, like you're still a human being. Your brain didn't adapt to uh I don't know, to have to, have to contend with the consequences of that type of reach. Right. Also, know? just the fact that people say stuff on the Internet that they probably wouldn't say to your face. Right. Or they'd say much nicer. Yeah. Like you really think through when you're, you know, having a conflict with someone in person. So it's interesting. You can just rattle off a comment and, you know, maybe ruin your day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, you have to have a little bit of a thicker skin to understand that, you know, it's probably not about you. You know, it's probably what's going on with that person. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, this was really fun. Thanks for like coming over to my studio. Thank you. I had a blast. I know it's been a long time. So it's been a long time. I still have to jump on. Well, if you if you'll have me on on your podcast, yeah, I think that no, would be really that would fun. be fun. Absolutely. You guys still doing those like beach workouts? Not right now. Not with Not right COVID. Now. Yeah, I know. Smart. Um, for people that uh, want to check you out on social media, where can they find you? You can find me at Meow Mikes, you know, Meow, M-E-I-X. That's where I am on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, like I said. And then we have the podcast, Master Your Health Podcast. The Master Your Health Podcast. That's awesome. Um, so I think that the first time that you were on the show back in the day when I first launched the podcast, I wasn't doing this. But now I ask everybody uh this one question at the end of the show what it means to you to live like a genius to live a genius life um curious to know what what your answer to that would be oh you put me on the spot right there <laughs> um i think living the genius life means approaching a lot of your issues in life looking for solutions right being solution oriented and positive because if you're looking for solutions within the problems in your life you're going to end up in a great spot whether that's health fitness nutrition relationship so really look for those solutions um and the silver lining in every situation i love that it's awesome you're so good at what you do thanks for being here thank you so much um to all you guys out there in podcast land thank you for tuning in and uh text me let me know what you thought about this episode of the show um tag your favorite highlight your favorite quote from amanda or i tag us both and i will catch you on the next episode peace